Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Chemist Warehouse big price free sale on now. But hurry, sale in Sunday. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 18th of July, and it's a big day of sports reaction, we're going to react to Cam Smith later on in the show, well done, oh just getting the job done, 20 under, beating Rory McRoy, sinking the Irish, do we take that, yeah Anzac, he's an Anzac so we'll claim him. We'll claim him for sure, but Cam Smith, well done. His first major win. Sam Pinner's on the bag. He's a proud Kiwi, so we can claim that for sure. And Louie, get on that phone and get hustling Sam Pinner's. Got him? TBC. TBC, <laughs> no, no, he'd be pretty busy and pretty... He's too busy wiping away tears too, at the moment, mate. He's the waterworks mate. going. He's got the waterworks oh, going on so, TV. I couldn't... I, I love it. I almost started crying, mate. Just such a feel-good story for two ripping guys. Oh, I love it. Oh, that is cool, man. That is cool. I'm um, in Whangarei. I'm at the Quest Hotel and they don't have Sky, so I, I'll have to see that on the replay somewhere on the social media. But no, well done, Cam, Cam Smith. You're related done. to Selwyn too good? Selwyn? Me? You're, you're the everywhere man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Uncle. I'm everywhere and my wife's um, getting fed up. Yep, so that's the way it is at the moment. But travelling around, but mate, awesome work. Awesome work from Ken Smith and we'll react to that later on the show. But a big show today, Kempi. How are you doing anyway, brother? You have a good weekend? Yeah, good, mate. Actually, I did. I did. I, uh, I worked all weekend. Um... We were meant to work Friday night, call the game, but uh, COVID struck again, so we got we got called off late. But mm. I had a big meeting with the districts of uh, New Zealand Rugby League that aren't, weren't invited to the AGM, so I invited them here to SENZ, and we had a hui in the in the boardroom, which was awesome, yep. talking about the game in New Zealand and what direction we'd like to see it head because they're the people actually that are doing it. And then yesterday, mate, I uh, I went out to Murawai and and chilled out and. Did a little bit of work out there and um, had spent the afternoon with the 
with the girl and, and enjoyed, enjoyed a, a couple of quiet bevies in the afternoon and, and yeah, wrapped nice. up the weekend quite nice. It was actually just really nice to chill out and um, have some have some time yesterday. So, mate, really excited, uh, really excited about the week. Lots lots to talk about, of course, with the netball and the rugby and the mm. golf and athletics world champs going on at the moment. The, the, young, the young kid, mate, smashing the New Zealand record of his father's. Was his, how cool is that? So he's run the hundred meters and he's broken a twenty-eight year record. Is that Eddie and Nick Tia? Oh, yeah, and it was his Ooh. dad's record, mate. That, I thought that was really cool. Like, how's that for banter? Sitting there going, <laughs> "I got you. I finally got you." <laughs> yeah, I used to do that with my kids. I used to do that with my kids. I'd race them for. I think the. I think this. I stopped racing my daughter when she was thirteen. Because yeah. I used to race them between the power poles, so we'd we'd like go for a big walk, and then between power poles we'd have a sprint that's about forty meters. And I and at thirteen it was one all, and I said right best of three it used to be best of three, and I was thinking to myself, man, she's got me, she's got me, she's really got me, and uh, I beat her on the third one by a hair, mate, and that was <laughs> it. I called it off from then on. 13, 13 year old, I said never going to beat me again. So, oh, but I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even bloody walk between poles at the moment. Oh, okay. brings up memories. Brings up memories of my dad. He's um, always claim he's still got the the highest uh, cricket score in our family. One hundred ninety six, not out. He reckons uh, back in uh, back in Hawke's Bay and a forty over at Nelson Park. And uh, basically, if you if you top edge it and it goes high, it's going to go for six. That's how short the boundaries are. So I keep winding dad up. Um, but mate, he's he's cracker. I love those little into house battles. I I, uh, I got close. I got a couple of hundies, but. Um, not 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 close enough. Mate, I've got so many of those stories, mate. I'm the white hooded <laughs> champ at everything. My nephew, my nephew, and all of his mates, they're all twenty. Oh no, they're thirty six now. So this mm. is how long ago when they were growing up, they all grew up. We come back playing from overseas, and I'd, 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 we had the Tony Kemp Cup for everything: tennis, <laughs> cricket, um, athletics, swimming, surfing, whatever. And I say, right, boy, ever since our kids all the way through. So if I play cricket, I just hit sixes all day. These little four or five-year-olds that's growing up, getting beat, t- play touch, just bash them, throw them into the ground. And then um, <laughs> I remember they getting to like 15, 16, and they started getting really hard to beat. <laughs> then 18 to 20, mate, they would come around and just say, rightio, out on the front lawn. And <laughs> at that stage, I was like, mate, I've retired. It's over. <laughs> Sorry, boys, it's all done. <laughs> they wanted yeah. some payback. We've all got those little uh, those little morning uh, family championships for sure. I've got one at home. We've got the Dad Golf Championship. I've been uh, I've had it for about I don't know eight years since it's been gone. We play off the stick, mate. And I play every week, and uh, my brother plays once a year, and that's the Dad Championship. So he struggles to get that off, but mate, love the little interhouse competitions. Big show today, Kempi. After seven o'clock, we're gonna head over to the UK. He's a proud Irishman. That has played 95 times for his beloved island. Rob Carney would no doubt be proud as punch. He'll join us after 7 o'clock this morning. He'll be out at dinner with his uh, beautiful wife. And he said, I'll, I'll even leave the dinner and I'll go outside and have we chat. I said, mate, just tell her you're coming on the New Zealand radio show to rub it in. She'll be all fine with that. So Rob Carney's coming on after 7 o'clock. And, uh, yep. They're looking forward to having a chat to him. And then 7.40ish, we'll have our Choices Flooring Poll, which will be your time to have your say. 0800-150-811. Throughout the morning, anytime, give us a call. Or even better, give us a text on double eight double three on the Kennard's uh, Temper Bedpost text machine. And then, like I said, 8.40ish, we'll uh, change a wee tack and start talking some golf 
because uh, Cam Smith got the job done, 20 under, to be a major champion, champion golfer of the year at the Open. That is our show, and no doubt there'll be lots of reactions on the text machine. One's come through from Adam Fahey. He's had a cheeky wee fill-up on Cam. Let us know if you got on Cam. Louie, did you get on Cam? Um... Uh... Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you want to roll that clip? When Cam Smith wins a major, and he will, I refuse to not be on him. I don't want to not be on Cam Smith the day he wins a major. So pretty much every major he plays on for the rest of his life, I'm having a, until he gets one, I'm having a bet. Yeah, that was last major. Um, that was the US <laughs> Open. And uh, somehow I've neglected to punt him. So <laughs> I've gone back on my word. I felt very good about him winning a major very soon, as you could hear by the confidence. That <laughs> was the US Open. And uh, I just haven't I haven't even had a bet on anyone. I picked Louis Eustazen when we were doing our picks. I didn't yeah. even have a bet. Um, you know what? Usually when the stuff like this happens, I feel like FOMO. I don't yeah. even care today. I'm so happy. I just... I can't stop brimming with, like, I'm just so happy for them. You know, he's shot 30 on the back nine there with against a crowd that wants Rory to win. He's had five birdies to start the back nine, and then this par save on 17 before birdieing again 18 in, a, in front of a crowd that is rooting for the guy behind him. Like, the mental fortitude, Daggy. Oh, mate, that is big. That is big, and that is clutch from Cam Smith. He is, mate, he just... Doesn't look rattled. I was watching yesterday's round and hole 13 when he hits a drive and he has to stand on the bunker. He has to stand in the bunker. He has to, he goes for it. He has a crack at it because that's cancer. He's he's very confident and, and yeah, most golfers probably would have laid up and just tried to take the part. Anyway, he goes for it, shanks it into the into the rough, shanks it again, just short of the, the fairway and like has to take a, a bogey or double bogey, mate. And that could have rattled his open. And he could have been gone. But, mate, to be able to come from that, work his way back, and to shoot eight under on the final day, like you said, in front of the Irish fans, it's good to get one up over the Irish. Look, if anyone else was going to win, <laughs> if anyone else was going to win, I would have loved Rory McIlroy to get the job done, babe. But, mate, Cam Smith, he's been there or thereabouts. He's been a consistent golfer for a very long time, and I'm gutted I didn't pick him. Do you all know who I picked? I picked Colin Morikawa again. <laughs> Stay, <laughs> stay there, stay there, hold your line. And Ryan hold Fox. Your line. Yeah. And, Fox, and Foxy. And Foxy. And they both missed the cut. Honestly, Sorry, boys, I'll stop just. If, if Foxy, um, <laughs> like if it wasn't going to be Foxy or Ben Campbell, Cam Smith was 100% the next pick. He's got the great Kiwi Sam Pinfold on the bag. He's just a good dude. He's, you know, Australians, Kempe, you're always quick to remind us Australians are, well, they're a funny bunch. But Cam, he just gives off all the impressions. And everything I've heard about him, he is just one of the coolest and most chill dudes. Just a good sort. Yeah, he does. He does. He looks like a really cool rooster, you know what I mean? It'd be n- nice to sit down when Pinners comes home if they come back and come and have a beer with us, you know? Like, he just seems like a really, really um, good bloke. Just they've got some golfers, Aussie. They always turn in decent golfers out. And, and here's the next one, Cam Smith, um, on his road to glory. It's not his last one, I don't reckon. No way in the world, mate. He'll get a, he'll get a few under his belt. So um, I'm really happy for Pinners. Real mm. happy for him. Hard. It was, yeah, it's like you, you got... You, so you had Cam Smith, you had Adam Scott, who was there or there about. You had Lucas Herbert, who actually came second at New Zealand Open three years ago, and awesome to see him going on there. Um, you got Brad Kennedy, um, who actually won the, <laughs> the, the New Zealand Open that year, mate. Like the Aussies are flying at the moment, and 
just yet. It feels like, like honestly, because Sam Pinners is coming on our show and he's, he's Kiwi and he's got a real good connection back to India, it kind of feels like the New Zealanders won the Open. It's pretty cool. I'm saying Anzac. So I said, Gav, Gav <laughs> Casey, our, our pal Gavin Casey up in Ireland said, no, this can't be happening. And I said, mate, it's time the Anzacs are allowed to get one back on you this weekend. I can't be all green this weekend. And um, great to see Alvin coming through. I got on cam at 20. He's only a lazy fiver, but what a great start to the week after the doom and gloom of the weekend. Maureen Glads. I put seven on cam, Smith at 20. That's from Richie. Oh, loving it. And remember in the players when he dunked it on the 18th, put the ball in the water and then stiffed yeah. his approach shot to within four foot, made the putt, saved or made bogey and went on to win. So he's got the big apples, um, the minerals, as Marshy said on Saturday night. Hey, um, a good one there from Alvin as well after the doom and gloom of the weekend. And I guess, boys, that's where a lot of people's heads will be at today. I reckon I might just launch in with my can't wait question of the day. Can we do that? Can we get? Yeah. Can, should we just should we just fire it off? Yeah, can't wait, wait question of the day. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna spin the rugby and skin the rugby, Kempi, like twenty different ways today, aren't we? So we gotta we gotta work through this bit by bit. And I thought a good place to start. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennard's higher phone line. Double eight double three. The Temper Bib Post text machine. What is your overriding emotion today? Like, what's your emotion and connection to the rugby? Like, where, where are you at emotionally? Like, what's your feeling? Let's start with the feelings. Let's get that out of the way. Like, when you've woken up today on a Monday morning to start your working week, you've got that hangover feeling of something that really kind of just is bad taste in your mouth. I do, personally. There's this bad taste like, ugh. What's yours? Kimpy, do you have a feeling? 100%. Mine's relief. Mine's honestly, it's like a, a weight is being shifted because it's not. There's no more talking about it and guessing what what needs to change, and and there needs to be some significant changes in the All Blacks, it's the fabric of this country, um, woven into every Kiwi. I think for me, it's a, it's a sense of relief that actually, when you watch the game and you've watched the series, you know, you now know that you're on the money. So when you when you when you're talking about changes, you know, people have people, I've read a couple of comments from some really good people um, behind the scenes that have watched it and sort of feel the same way as I do, and I'm going, yeah, man, like I, I feel that relief. Interesting. When, now you can see it. Now it's happened. The the the, the issue for me is will it will it change? Because if you keep going, I'm telling you, they keep going down this path. Well, it's going to be a pretty short World Cup for us. Is he? Uh, look, yeah, I was I was pretty deflated. deflated. Uh, I was pretty, yeah, pretty gutted, um, lost for words, and you know, I, was, I just, yeah, I just couldn't believe what I was I was witnessing, particularly in that first half. I was shocked. I was like, what is going on here? Like, twenty-two-three, going into half time. So, I was at, I had a couple. Of, I had a beer with the the Irish lads after the game. Beautiful lads, mate. They are such humble, kind blokes, mate, and big boys. And I was just having a heavily chat, and and they were quite like blown away too with what what the All Blacks presented. They kind of expected different, you know, different, and and what they got was like kind of um, a bit of a like shock for them. They didn't. They were like, man, it was yeah, it was it was crazy. But yeah, for me, I just yeah, I feel I feel gutted. I feel shocked, and, and as an as an old boy and a proud old boy, like. Um, you know, just some of the things 
that are happening right now and, and are happening to the brand and, and to the to the to the mana that, that the All Blacks have done for over a hundred years. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's quite sad if I'm going to be completely honest, and it's going to be a huge week, huge week. Um, obviously, last week I, I come on and I I backed Fozzie. You know, I, I backed Fozzie. I I've, I know I've been coached by him and. He was an assistant, so he was hands-on, more hands-on. I said, look, this is a big weekend for the assistants. This is a huge week, huge couple of days. These next two days will be interesting. But one thing that I was really sad about, um, Louis, and I was really disappointed in, was yesterday when they cancelled the, the oh, media wow. conference. Um, you know, like, you, you win thing. You go out there and you're happy and you you, you, you and you, you say all the good things. But when you lose, you've you got a front. You got to front, and you, and you know to not front and get everyone from the media there. You know this is their Sunday; they should be at home, spend time with their families. But no, they've gone out and they've cancelled the media conference last second, and that to me just is is a cop out. Bad look, and um, bad look, mate. Bad look, and then your CEO has to come out, who has come on the show and said, you know, we want the all uh, the all backs to be more more accessible and. Yeah, it's it's just not great, mate. Like the brand is constantly just getting dented and damaged, like every single day. So, look, it's um, you know, even last week, I, I got pretty fed up on Friday when we, we got cancelled a, a interview ten minutes before we had him. You know, like what's going on? You don't be like that. This is our team. I'm an ex player, and that doesn't mean I should automatically have access. But I'd say it should draw some cards. Oh, Daggy, I feel like you've summed it up probably in that three minutes. Don't better you know than, who I am. You've, you've actually just mirrored all of my feelings in one there, is he? It's, it's, you know, you're so right. Like, on the field, it was one thing. Let's talk about the game for the first hour at least. It is shocking. But then the PR disaster of cancelling a media conference and having the unprecedented state, your CEO making a statement on a Sunday telling us that it's unacceptable when Ian Foster's reaction after the game was, I don't think New Zealanders realise how good this Irish team was, which we might not, but that doesn't make it that we shouldn't be disappointed in our team. It's a PR disaster every way you spin it. Shocked, deflated, relieved, sheepish, gutted. Giggs says reality. What is your emotion Monday morning after, um, wow, well, yeah, a significant moment in New Zealand history, not just sporting history. 21 minutes past eight, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Give us a call now. The phone lines are open. 0800-150-811. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Uh, all the tickets are coming through. The receipts, well done. Pistols had a fill-up on Cam Smith. Uh, $60 bonus being on at 10 bucks. Ooh, juicy. Well done. Good way to start the Monday if you've had a win there. But let's go to the phone lines and let's talk feelings. So we'll get around and just talk about our feelings. And we'll start in the South Island with Charlie. He'll be on the road. How are you feeling, mate? I'm feeling great, mate. Just to go to sport and obviously getting too upset about it, in my opinion. Um, and I don't think it's, it's not the nation that's upset, can we? Probably three-fifths of the nation couldn't give a flying fish. What happens on Saturday, mate? It's people who like sport. I enjoy sport, mate, but it's only a game. But I think, apart from the fact that the managers of the pump and the management team. And it's really odd what's been going on when they miss press conferences. There's something amiss there, but for me, there's 15 players on the field and they've had three cracks at Ireland. You look at the Maori All Blacks there, two cracks at Ireland, one, one, lost one. That was passion there, mate. The three games that the All Blacks played, they won the first one. And I think it might've been because the Irish had just got off the plane. 
and then they cleanly lost the next two. And there's there's something not right there, mate. There's, there's something not right there. They lost the dressing room or whatever, mate, but no passion. Watch the Irish when they line up for a, for a test at the start. They all shoulder to shoulder. They all sing their anthem. They're all raring to go. Half of the All Blacks don't even know the national anthem in Toreo or English. And then they do the harker and get into it. There's, there's something missing, mate, that needs to be brought back. There's a spark that's not there. Yeah, no, he's, I think he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty on the money there. Um, Charlie from Geraldine, appreciate your call. Look, um, he, he, you do look at the the Bardis game and what they bought. They bought a variation. One thing they bought is they bought something different off phase play, off um, set piece attack. You know, a lot of their set piece attack, that's Roger Randall, mate. He's very, very good. What he does with the Chiefs, he, he, he instilled that into the Maoris. And that is one thing that I noticed from the Maoris going to the All Blacks. The set piece attack was non-existent. And, and I, in saying that, you think about the All Blacks, the way that they've been very, very good and been successful is um, is their passion, but their ability to play unstructured and confidence is a huge part of that. And at the moment, they're lacking confidence in players like Bodie and, and Co. when they're around halfway and we just kick it. Well, I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's pretty surprising. But we've got Joey from Gizzy on the line and he is feeling angry. Morning, Joey. Morning, boys. Morning, boys. But anger, but anger still flowing through the uh, the Monday morning. I was so angry Sunday morning, uh, renovating an apartment. I got up at six o'clock. I went in and start painting the walls, mate. The paintbrush took a hiding. But uh, the uh, man, just angry at the set piece, angry at the lack of clinical delivery. You know, angry at the heart, angry at the the, the lack of physicality and wanting to bend the line when you constantly looked. There was just a lack of guys in their position owning it. Now, we got lucky with the, you know, uh, Mr. Jordan's amazing try. Little inside ball, went through the hole, stunning try. Artie picked that team up and carried them. He kept carrying them. But, mate, angry he didn't have any support, you know? Angry that guys around him looked tired. And the last thing, angry... That Barnes didn't send two guys off, two guys off for head contacts, mate. Oh yeah. Because no one's talking about no one's talking about that gentleman. And uh, guess what? The week before, the TMO couldn't get off his mic, and we mm. lost guys. Those two head clashes cost us two guys, cost us two guys in the game, and they both should have been red carded. Yeah, it's an interesting point, Joe. Look, I think there's probably a little bit of a feeling that if that had happened, it would have papered over the actual reality which is that we were way worse than the Irish and I know that's not fair um, but in a in a way I'm kind of glad that there wasn't a red card because I don't think that would have I mean yeah then we might have got up and we might have won the game and then we'll probably be sitting here today saying oh well they did win the series <laughs> I don't know well I don't think it's a series that they won they won, they won the battle they won the moments like phys- the physicality of the of the Irish throughout the three games was a, a a total um, demolition of an All Blacks uh, team that just couldn't handle the physicality, whether it be on off- offense or defense. Yeah, you know, that I think the angry part for Kiwis watching the All Blacks is it, it's wrapped around a lot of other stuff as well, like the coaching that got out coached, severely out coached. The players got out physical and out muscled, you know. And I, I would pick up on what Izzy said about the All Blacks. 
like trusting a system and playing at pace and doing it really well was what the Irish did, was what we are used to watching. Mm. And that was the difference. We, the, the Irish team was the All Blacks of the past. That's what we used to watch. You know, that, that ball that when Bundyaki went through and, and threw it to the centre, that really quick shift of play across the advantage line at the line, going through gaps, scoring tries beside the post, like they just trusted their system. Yet mm. what we had to in the end was have our winger come around throwing the inside ball from Adi Sevilla on a broken play. We, ne- we never had a system. That was just football. 28 away from seven. Bang on Kempe. Some nice points there. Uh, we've got so many texts on double eight, double three to wade through as well as loveracing.nz after Aroha with the news for Kubota together with shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> SCNZ 26 minutes away from 7. I don't know what that mystery noise was. Uh, we'll do a bit of scientific analysis to work out where that came from. Great to have you coming through on double eight, double three, though. So many messages this morning. Uh, here's one from Dave in Karaka. We're dissecting the All Blacks. And the can't wait question of the day is he was, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? And uh, what's the overriding emotion? Why is it most of New Zealand can see what's wrong with the ABs, but the hierarchy can't? Foster's not the head coach they need. The only test they won was um, from uh, one, he was sickest, move on. Right, he was sick, move on, and move forward. Dave and Karaka. Dave, we're going to talk about that and the options they have in the next hour. Is there some other good texts here? One from Steve, if you want to yeah, get to that. Yep. My feelings is still hungover. <laughs> six mates, six mates golf in the morning, couple beers, Waikato rug, club rugby, more beers, hangi for tea, test match beers, then play cards and discipline and having worst of all, having a non-specialist in specific positions. In many games, even against Aussies, we have only ever played 15 minutes of rugby, which has inflated the score lines without highlighting. I couldn't see the bottom of that one, but. I can get to understand it. He had a big sad day, and uh, Kempe pretty much uh, summed it up before. Look, Irish, they had so many structures, and, and I want to elaborate on that. Their, their structures, everyone knows their roles, and I love that, that setup when Bundyaki went through. They've got so many variations off their attack when they come around the corner, but what they do really well is their forwards get them over the vantage line, get them into positions where they can um, use those phase play attacks at the moment for the All Blacks. We've got we've got a little bit of structure, but when the structure's not there, then we've got no confidence to to be have that ability to play. And our biggest um, assets as Kiwis is our instincts, and our structures are there to create opportunities to create mismatches. You to have a four v three overlap or, or mismatches against forwards on backs. That's what structures are there for. And when it comes to those opportunities, when you've got a 2v1 or a 3v2, um, that's where All Blacks uh, play because they play on their instincts. At the moment, I feel like the structures aren't quite there and then that, stemmings, that stems on to, to later and we're kind of losing our number one asset as Kiwi players is our instincts, our ability to play what we see. And we saw that from Will Jordan coming off his right wing, getting over and getting an inside ball. That is New Zealand rugby through and through. But without that, there wasn't a hell of a lot more. Like we had um, Akira Iwani, who just showed a real um, brilliance of physicality and just great footwork to get us over the line. Um, without those kind of types of players, we would have had absolutely nothing because there was just no confidence, mate. It was like mm. the boys just, they just looked a little bit 
deflated and lost. It was yeah. it was crazy. And, that, and well, they, the the physicality of the defence really really did that. If, if you're Andy Farrell and you're sitting here, and I've been mm-hmm. talking about this for a long time, and the All Blacks need to get with a program and get a defensive coach out of rugby league. Because I'll tell you what you do when you're Andy Farrell and you're sitting in there. There's three illusions that you create with a rush defensive line, and any good defensive coach will tell you this. When you got a rush defensive line, what you what you um, know when it's working is one when you start bombing it. Yep, so you start mm. putting kicks in. Yeah. And if those kicks go to the corners, which means that the rush defence is working because you have time to get across to that kick because it's a long kick, the other part is trying to go around them, go from side to side because mm. they're coming up. And all it does is it just promotes the speed of the line. And we spoke to Grant Fox about what are you doing to stop the speed of the line? Have you combated that? Yes, we have. We've picked players that can do that. We know we need to bend the line. The illusion about going around it, going through it with kicks is basically playing into Andy Farrell's hands. You have to muscle up on an aggressive defensive line and you have to go through the line, not around it. And the other part about that, people would have been doing their heads in on the, on the night. Because he's got them so in sync, when they're all offside, they're all offside together. So when the ref, ref looks over, he can't ping one of them because they're all in the same spot. You know, and I'll keep, I guarantee if you go back and rewatch that and analyse that game, they're always offside. But Andy Farrell, that's what you, t- that's what you teach with a rush defence is you teach them to all move together at the same time because it confuses the referee. And he's just, mate, he's done a number on them defensively and they've had no answer. Yeah, we, 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 we've played, like New Zealand's um, super rugby teams, they bring a lot of rush D. We've played Ireland for many years. We know they bring a rush D. And every time I've been in a team that we've faced a rush D, you've pretty much just summed it up, Kempi. You've got to be brave. You've got to be brave and you've got to go through them because Ryan Crotty came on the, he came on last week and he spoke about it. You can't line speed twice. And if your team, if, the, if you're getting behind the advantage line and you're making the opposition defence go back, they can't bring a lot of heat um, uh, back to back. So you've got to be brave. You've got to win the space. Which what I mean by that is when they're coming up and there's that space on his on their inside shoulder, you've got to win the space, uh, win the race into that space, and you've got to get behind them. You've got to move them with your running lines, and that's what Kiwi teams don't really do really well. Is we kind of shy away from that line speed and and we try and kind of wait on our heels to give ourselves more time. But you ain't going to have any more time. The more time you wait, there's a recovery pass. You're giving them time to get off their line and put you under a lot of pressure. You've got to be brave and you've just it's got to really go through brave and courageous. Them. You're dead right, mm. Izzy. It's brave and courageous. You've got to carry it into that contact. You've got to win it. And they just yep. they got out, they got outdone. They got mm. outmuscled. We'll come back to Love Racing. Don't indeed a little bit later on in the show. A couple more texts uh, oh, sorry, to, to get through. Yeah, you're right, boys. That's all right. It's a big, big show this morning. Lots to get through. Uh, optimistic. Optimistic an opportunity to be bold and to be progressive has been presented to NZR. Now it's time for them to show some kahunas. Thank you, Brett. Curious is my feeling. First and foremost, hope Foster and Kane are all good mentally with the heat they have copped, but it was made mm. clear that they aren't up to it. Question, when was the All Black captain last pulled? Lots of changes needed. Players, playing style, leadership, and the list goes on. Adam, yep, if you put your list together, it gets pretty long pretty quick. Uh, get Razor, Jace Ryan, Clayton McMillan in, and re-pick the whole team. Go nuclear, start over from Dom. 
Interesting, Dom. Teams and players often use the saying when playing New Zealand they are the best in the world, but at what stage do we stop that and start acknowledging it's just no longer true? The rest of the world is caught up and the ABs are no longer the standard. And uh, that's a point that Izzy circled a couple of weeks ago and it's been really evident in this July series in particular. Thank you, unnamed texter. Still some good messages on double eight double three. Getting coming in. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. That's the same number you call to play Quizzy Dag. With Willamette Travel, somebody's going to the Goldie five hundred. Just got a win to be in the draw. And we got a $50 TAB bonus bet up for grabs as well. So give us a call now. 0800 150 811. Quizzy Dag after this. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Good morning, Quizzy Dag. Here we go, let's rip straight into it. we got Ed from Tolaga Bay. Morning, Ed. Morena, Morena, Morena. Morena. You ready to rip in? Yeah, bro. Ready. All right, here we go. Which state in the USA are the 2022 World Track and Field Championships being held? Eugene? Eugene, Ohio? What was that? Eugene, Ohio? Eugene, Ohio. No. Sorry. Sorry, Ed. Have a good day, brother. Appreciate the call. We're going to go to Brenton in Auckland. Morning, Brenton. What's up, brother? What's up? He made Here it, we go. He made it second today. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. Here we go. Which state in the USA are the 2022 World Track and Field Championships being held? Uh, I get a phone a friend, they can't be. Uh, Portland. Nevada is incorrect. Sorry, Brenton. Have a good day, mate. We're going to go to Anton. He loves it. Anton, morning, Anton. Uh, morning, everybody. Which state in the USA have the 2022 World Track uh, and Field Championship been held? Portland is in Oregon, so we'll go with that, eh? Oregon is correct. Question number two. Torn, Torfern, Tiana Clark managed to beat New Zealand women's record for three-pointers made in the game for the Mid-North Wire this weekend. How many threes did she make? 11. <laughs> 11 is correct. Sorry, it was Mid-North fight. Apologies. Question number three. Who won the Cadbury Netball Series? Uh, 
the men. The New Zealand men is correct. Well done. Question number four. How many ODI tons has Martin Guptill scored in his career? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> got a clue there. Oh, travelling reserve on an NRL team. 18. Ooh, <laughs> here we go. Anton. Anton, Anton, good luck. How many losses has Ian Foster has Ian Foster's All Blacks had now? Seven is correct, brother. Well done. Smoked oh, it out of the no. park. Maybe second drops, you'll your, your time to call, eh? Not first up. Yeah, right. That's my start <laughs> number three. I think, I think Anton's <laughs> just run the slate there. He started with uh, Portland, didn't he? He's picked. He did. He's just gone five. He's got a five for. Yeah, Marty Guptill, a big ton over the weekend for the Black Caps. That means they won their series 3 0. The Irish, though, man, they put up a massive fight over there. So we did get that one up over the Irish. The T20s start tomorrow. And thanks to Willamette Travel, Anton goes in the draw and picks himself up a little $50 TAB bonus bet, too. Oh, How well good done. for a Monday morning. And Izzy, for you, yeah. I just got this message. How good, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, five, ten times. Would love to come on, mate. I'll probably be a bit pissed. Is that all good from Sam Pinfold? Over there at the old coast. Uh, old coast. Oh, get him on, brother. How good. <laughs> so we'll catch up with Cam Smith's caddy, Sam Pinfold, hopefully in the last hour of the broadcast if he, uh, can, we can get him to pick up his phone and we'll find out how they are going. Eight away from seven. After this, we'll get to more of your texts on the ABs. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. We're coming up to 7am and uh, look, there's some seriously cool messages on double eight, double three. None better than this one. We'll talk some racing later on, but it's very, very true. The Wellington Steeple was won by our maidener over the weekend. And somebody says, one Irishman that will be feeling top of the world but crook as a dog today is Gary Walsh. He won the Wellington Steeples on a maidener at start 32, then backed up with the Irish Test Series win. Absolute scenes in Wellington. How good is that? <laughs> so good. So good, very successful. Mate, well, uh, Irish sports game, great cards. Like the cricket, really surprised me. Eh, how how like um, uh, just cr- courageous they were, and they're pushing like three hundred, nearly chased down three hundred and sixty. Wow, we it was crazy, crazy scene. So, uh, big weekend of sport coming up. Coming up, we're going to talk to Rob Carney. He's out for dinner with his wife, and he's promised me he'll go outside. And I said, mate, just tell her you're going to come on and rub it into us Kiwis. He's played 95 tests for the Irish, and uh, he's an absolute champion. Got a lot of time for him. So looking forward to having a chat to him after 7 o'clock. A couple of more messages here, Louis. I'll grip into one from Simon. Morena, fellas, what pisses me off the most, these pitches in and around the All Blacks have been obvious for a while. The non-creativity in their attack... The bottles, red wine, and three bottles of Appleton's at 2am equal very slow Sunday. Come on, ABs. That is from Simon. Yep. Everyone drowning their sorrows. Uh, there's a lot of that happening over the weekend. Are you surprised at NZR's arrogance? They always think there's better than the public. As for Foster, took him six months for a game plan in the first test. Took the Irish coach a week. That is from Chris. A week to be able to adapt. Mate, you look at the first test. Eh? It really... 
probably sold us um sold us to what four dummies. Like the All Blacks punished the Irish um uh, mistakes. They never made any more state mistakes and they knew they didn't they weren't able to feed the beast, which is the All Blacks punishment when they when they make a mistake. So it probably just sold us out, didn't it, Louis? A hundred percent it did, Izzy, mm-hmm. and I think Kempi made that point early on. The, yep. the All Blacks had a long time to game plan, and I just think it was only two weeks ago we were lauding them for that uh, three-off-the-ruck seam kind of bursting, that Aaron Smith pass, and oh how times mm. changed to the point that two times during that game, Kempi, they intercepted the ball. Joey Carberry did it once, and Tag Bird did it the other time from the base of the ruck from the halfback, so... Um, Cameron says he's confused, gutted, shocked and surprised And that's fair enough We're off to get some McCafe coffees He's Aroha with the news for Kubota Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand And Rob Carney, Irish legend Up after this Big price freeze sale on now But hurry, sale in Sunday And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans Visit koganmobile.co.nz This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ Morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 7 o'clock. Huge hour. We'll get him straight into it. Rob Carney, he's on the phone. He's out for dinner with his beautiful partner, so we can't hold him too long. But here we go. While the fallout has only just started in New Zealand for the first series home defeat since 1994, the celebrations will be still going strong for our Irish brothers and sisters who executed the perfect series to cap a season which ends with them being world's best-ranked international team. Rob Carney wore the Irish green nearly 100 times for his country, and he knows how much this will mean. Rob is on the line. Robbie, thanks for joining us, brother. Good morning, brother. The celebrations are still going in Ireland. <laughs> tell us, mate. Tell us, mate. Give us a little insight to what's going on in Ireland. Is everyone just really pumped for what they just witnessed over here? Yeah, everyone's unbelievably pumped. Uh, you know, to be honest, I don't think too many of the Irish people expected it. Um, the pubs were open early in the day, and you throw in probably one of the warmest days we've had in about 10 years, a grand total of 25 degrees or so. So people got on the juice and got pissed up a little bit quicker than normally. Um, but it was, it, was, it was awesome. You know, there's, there's a massive, massive buzz in the country over it. Hey, Rob, congratulations, mate. The, the Andy Farrell factor, how's that, uh, you know, how's that held over there at the moment, getting this, uh, win, this series win down here in New Zealand? Yeah, it's it's he's held in in a high regard before this series, uh, but I, I think you know the, the last few weeks have really 
you know, pushed him on to a new level. His his record with this Irish team is, is brilliant. His record against the All Blacks in particular, again, is really strong with his British and Irish Lions and then taking English defensively. Um, and, you know, he, he had a pretty tough when he first came in because he had to step into the shadow of Joe Schmidt, who, as you guys know, is, you know, possibly, you know, one of the greatest rugby coaches in the world. Um and he, he wanted to put his own stamp on things, change things, and, and it took time. Um, but, you know, thankfully, you know, for him, the players got to know the new system. They could look really comfortable in it, and, and, and the public are reaping the rewards from it. Mate, world number one, world number rank, one ranked team in the world. As a proud Irishman, played 95 tests for your, for your country, mate. You've done it, you know, you did some amazing things for, for the Irish rugby team, but... Have you sensed this has always been coming with, with what Ireland have been putting together for the last few years? You th- think this has always been, you know, on on the radar? Um, yeah, yes and no. You know, there was there was some stumbling performances, you know, two years ago in the Six Nations, and and this year's Six Nations was pretty good. I think it hasn't really been until the performance against you guys when people start to think, okay, this team can can really start to complete compete now. Um, you know, consistently, you know, this team has been ranked number one in the world before, just before the last World Cup. And obviously, Mm. um, you know, we pretty much had a little bit of a flop at that. We lost to Japan and then we got pumped by you boys in the quarters. So, you know, I think it's pretty good for the team that they know a lot of them have been a part of a number one ranked team in the world you know, just over two years ago. Um, but the, mm. the big thing for, for Ireland and, and for rugby in this country is, you know, it's all now about advancing past the quarterfinal of a World Cup because that that, that is a big monkey on our back. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, geez, by watching how you guys have gone down here, Rob, I'm pretty sure that you'll achieve that. What, mm. Watching the All Blacks, what, what surprised you the most about the All Blacks and their performance over the series? Um... Oh, mate, I think, you know, you, you normally expect such a rock-solid, strong set piece from the All Blacks uh, that wavered at, at times, you know, to consistently to over the three tests. You know, you expect them to be really strong off starter plays. You know, some of those set, set piece um, power plays that, that broke down in the first or second phase on numerous times is something that, that you wouldn't really expect from the team. Um, probably defensively even the third bit I think Ireland Ireland caught you guys on the edges quite a bit normally you're so strong defensively on the edges um, you know so that they would probably be the, the, the three biggest areas that, that, I, that I would have seen a, a decrease in you guys over the last year or so yeah I, I noticed that too Rob uh, the power plays offset pace uh, offset piece is just non-existent at the moment we just have no creativity the passing's probably Lacking execution, yeah, it just stems, mate. And at the moment, uh, we're not playing too great. But you can't take away from Ireland. They thoroughly deserve their series win. They've come over here. They got brought a physical presence. And they brought a guy that you've played with many a times, Johnny Sexton. Johnny Sexton, bringing up a 1,000 points, mate. What an absolute champion he is. Has he got much more juice in the legs, mate? He doesn't look like he's wavering at all. No, he was he was superb on this tour. Um, you know, this season he's played some incredible rugby, and and you would argue as as good a rugby as he's played over the course of his career. 
you, you do wonder about the legs a little bit. I'll tell you what, in the second test, he made one break up to, back down the touchline, and he was not slouching. Um, you know, you look at Will Jordan's try at the weekend. Okay, Will Jordan scored him and took him on the outside. Um, but the, the gap wasn't... <laughs> You know, as, as if Will Jordan was running against a 37-year-old. So, you know, he's he's improved enormously. I, I like the position of of number 10 very much to a quarterback in in American football. You know, you just see things a little bit quicker with the experience, yeah. your decision making at the line, regardless if you've got two, three, four options, you take the right one, and 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 that's something that, that I'm seeing really good from him at the moment. Hey, Rob. So so. Have they got anything else to add to this Irish team before the World Cup that will make them stronger? Yeah, of course. You, you know, the coaches and players will, will obviously analyse it and they'll come back and say, we still have a huge amount of growth areas and we have to work on this, this and this. Um, but, you know, on, on the basis of that game at the weekend, they're, they're playing some pretty good rugby at the moment. So, mm. you know, for, for the naked eye, it's 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 hard to to look in and, and say that this Irish team has a real weakness in one particular facet of the game, because I don't think they do. The challenge for them is just, can they maintain it, you know, over the course of the next 18 months and slowly build on each different pieces as every month goes on. Mate, mate, just quickly before we let you get back, I know you probably got a nice steak ready to, to get into and, and the wife and the partner's probably telling you to hurry up. Quickly before you let you go, Joe Smith, he's in New Zealand, he's going to be a part of the All Blacks uh, coaching environment. What, what will he bring? What will he add uh, that will be um, very, very good for this uh, All Blacks outfit? Yeah, he's, he's going to be a huge addition, is he? He really is. He was the coach that I, I worked with most throughout my career. Um mm. You know, the, the, the little things that, that, that we saw at the weekend from the All Blacks team in terms of some of those starter plays breaking down, uh, I thought the attack was very lateral at times. It wasn't those sharp, hard angles back at the ball. Yep. They're the sort of things that, that, that he will bring uh, into this into this team very quickly. He'll highlight the, the real key players uh, in your back line and, and he'll orchestrate some really creative power plays to make sure that they're getting the ball in guaranteed space, you know, at a particular time in a game, um, you know, so so he'll he'll ram home the basics really really hard, uh, and and that's probably the the area that that you boys have just slipped up somewhat yeah. over the course of the last six twelve months, just the real basics of the game, and and you know I think everyone appreciates in the world that once the All Blacks get those basic things right, they're very difficult to beat. Um, so if if he can bring an element of that back into your team. I think you'd be well on your way to, to climbing back up that ladder. Well, your music to everyone's ears in New Zealand at the moment, mate. They'll be listening to that and they'll be getting inspired because you did right. They need the basics done well and they need some variations and some inspiration for sure. We'll let you go, Rob Carney, mate. You're an absolute champion. I appreciate you leaving your dinner. Tell her I'm sorry and I'll buy her a drink when I meet her one day. And <laughs> Good on you, buddy. Always her. great to chat to you, Izzy. Always great to chat. Yeah. Have a good You're a day. champion, Rob. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. There he is, Rob Carney. 95 games. Played all of my rugby against Rob. And uh, absolute champion. Always finding time. And absolute rock star in Ireland, I must say. So he'll be getting a free dinner, no doubt. I'm pretty, pretty sure any Irish rugby player will be getting free dinners for a very long time. But love that little spiel at the end there about Joe Smith, lads. Yeah. And I also like I also like how he said that they've got plenty of improvement. And how mm. good can they get? 
like that, that was for me on Saturday night. That was very impressive. The way that the yep. way that they defended, the way that they attacked, the way that they made the All Blacks think that they had nothing, so they had to bomb. When was the mm. last time you saw Centrefield bomb? Oh, Kempe, it was it was actually insane watching the the way the All Blacks started the game. And Izzy, I want to ask you about that. Uh, just a message from Barry. Hi, guys. Now we know how the Irish supporters must have felt waiting King over, waiting over 100 years to beat the ABs in a series. Ireland totally deserved this series win. And Barry, it's a really good point. We're going to dissect the All Blacks and skin this so many different ways today, but at no stage are we taking away from what Ireland has done. Ian Foster, we do understand how good of a side Ireland is, OK? Let's park that. How is he did it take till halftime till the All Blacks started going direct? Rob said that the, the attack looks lateral at times, side to side. In the first half, if they weren't going side to side, they were going up with up and unders, as Kempe said. Why Why did it take till half time that they realised that actually those short to medium channels was where they were going to get the go forward? Oh, I don't know. I don't know why, uh, Louis. I, I can't, yeah, I can't explain, you know, the what, what's going on out there. And uh, for me, when you go lateral and when you wait is because you've, you're pro- you're, pr- you're under so much pressure because defensively the team is coming up and really putting you under pressure. And every time you get the ball, you're getting smacked in the nose. So you go into your shower and you're not seeing things. And when you're just seeing a great, I spoke about it, the great green wall of, of Ireland, that's what it was like out on the weekend. There was no space. The only time they got broken was individual brilliance and the one from Will Jordan and Akiri Iwani. But other than that, they were just getting nowhere. There was no ascendancy. There was nothing. There was just... It was just tough going, and when that happens, you go into your shower and you just resort back to what you know best, and and that's the kick. So, whether that was part of the game plan, I'm unsure. On the weekend, I was like, "Why are you kicking it? You're around halfway. You want to hold the ball to Ireland? What's their number one thing that they do really, really well? They build pressure. They build momentum. They hold on to the ball. Their ball retention is world class. That's what they do best. They don't give you any opportunity. So why kick it and make it a fifty-fifty? And most of the time we weren't catching it because the Keenan and Mac Hansen, the guys at the back, were doing a great job in the year. So, yeah, it's uh, it's mind-boggling to be completely honest. But um, mate, that's what pressure does to you. I thought you team pressure. I thought that pressure. Mm. You're dead right. I thought that pressure was shown on Plumtree's face when he spoke at halftime. Like mm. we wanted a, a coach to come out at halftime and say, "Yep, we've addressed these problems and we know what we're going to do." When we go out there. He was spluttering and stuttering and didn't really know what to say, which leads you to think that he didn't get that message across to the team um, at the beginning and, the, and during the game. Like, some of the stuff that they did, like Louis pointed out, that illusion, that defensive illusion that cre- creates you to go to the egg, to go lateral, to try and go around them, um, they should have picked that up, like, in the first test, not the third test. So the players are frustrated. That's, you know, when Louis asked that question, why did they do that? Because they're frustrated. That's what that defensive pattern does to you. It frustrates you, and you go to things that are like in your repertoire are way back that you've never used before. A midfield bomb. That the other thing about their back three, they're really good. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> they're, they're, they're two wingers and their fullback are really good under the high boards. As soon as they put up, mm. what did you do that for? Well, they must have identified something during the week. Oh, to be a fly on the wall of the All Blacks dressing room at halftime, as you mentioned, Kempe, because who was it that decided that they were going to change the way they play? And who, because that person that it was, 
has to be instrumental in the move, the go forward of where this team goes next. There's a great text here. Do we want to acknowledge the impact of South Africans leaving Super Rugby? The physicality they bring and getting our boys conditioned to that. I can't help but think this will only get worse as we keep playing Aussie only year in, year out. James, we've used this phrase here on this show, a rugby echo chamber, is he? Are we stuck in a rugby echo chamber through COVID? And I think that's a really good point. Let's um, go to the phone line, though, because we've got Richie from Carpety Coast. He reckons he knows where the All Blacks went wrong. Where would it be, Richie? Mate, they just didn't have the desire. They, yeah, you look at when we're in there 22, how many turnovers did the Irish tip do, you know? Get, they, they turned it over, I don't know how many times when we're right on their line. And we, uh, to me, the boys just don't bring the physicality. Um, you know, you had a couple of players, Artie, Akira, you know, that wanted to play and they wanted to be physical. But even Bowden Barrett's more dangerous when he runs at the line end. I just didn't see that from him. I, I'm, I'm more baffled. And look, I think if we need to make changes to the coaching staff and players, we've got to make it now, not, not next year when we're in World Cup in the World Cup year. It has to be done. And I agree with Kempi. We need, we need a defense coach from league. You know, look what Argentina have done. They've brought in Kidwell. It's, it's yeah. I don't know, mate. It's just it was, you know, you can't take any way, anything away from the Irish. They they had game plans. They just didn't have one game plan. They had a couple, and, and they used it to perfection. Yeah, you're pretty on the money there, Richie. And, and look, oh, if I'm going to be completely honest, that that miss, that media um, conference that was cancelled, there's something a bit fishy there. There's something a little bit fishy there. When he walked out, there was a comment from Fozzie when they asked him, why did you cancel the media conference? He had no idea. So, yeah, there's something a little bit fishy there. But passion, desire, yeah. It will it will be questioned this week. And hundred percent, I know the players will be hurting. They will be hurting. And you know, you got Sam Kane, and he'll be sitting in there, and he'll be going home to his family, and he'll be just going, he'll be blaming himself, mate. I've been in that position. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like I said last week, you don't intentionally go out there to play bad and play poorly. There's just something amiss at the moment, and um, there'll be a lot of questions being asked this week, no doubt, because they've got, you got to remember, they're going to South Africa, and they're playing South Africa twice. This could be one from seven yeah. in the next seven games, I and that, it's probably looking a bit like that, Kempe. Well, it's going to be difficult the, over there. I thought the um, the Sam Kane replacement was uncalled for. It was premeditated. I actually thought he was going all right, and they should have left him out mm. there. Um, but that, again, that's that's your it's not co- a good look, eh? That's your coaching thing. I, I just want to I just want to run a timeline through this, okay? So we knew what Ireland did to them last year when they went up there. We spoke about it all the time about the rush D mm-hmm. and the pressure they're going to put on, put them under. That's made the All Blacks cave and lose a series. They've they've lost South Africa to the Northern Hemisphere, so they've lost that physicality. That's a great text. Yes, that's exactly what's happened. There is no f- uh, physicality and no mongrel, and now. They're sitting fifth and sixth in the in the ranks with the coaching structure that can't get the best out of them, mate. If if it's if you've got a salmon and you're slapping someone in the face with it, it's not working. Pick pick up some pick up a br- like a broom or something. Like wake up, you have to change. Cookie and Chris, you guys have both on double eight double three identified that Sam Kane situation. It's a crucial game in the in crucial time of the game where you need direction and composure from your skip. And Foster pulls him, says Cookie and Chris makes the point. I don't really care who the captain is, but it should not be someone who you don't think is essential to winning a game. And it was telling. Where to from here? Well, Adi Savia, I know he was hurting after the game. We've got to try and um, you know get out of the trenches, mate, and um, you know put some pride back in the black jersey because at the moment it's probably I'm not there. And Dane Coles? We're missing something at the moment. Um, 
I don't have the magic thing for it, but there's something that needs to change from the whole whole group at the moment because it's not good enough. We've just got to put all our um, wisdom and hurt together and come up with better solutions and, and better effort to um, represent this black jersey. So you bang on, is he? They are hurting and they need to respond. And it must suck for you to hear those boys that you know well in that much pain. Oh, it's, it's horrible, bro. It's, um, yeah, look, it's, I've been there, mate. It's, it's a lonely room. It's a lonely room. You stand there and all you could think about was the five million people that are just saying things about you thinking that it's, it's, it's a horrible situation, but there's only one way you can get out of this and you've got to go out there and you've got to do it pride and you've got to do it justice. That's the only way you can uh, um, better this is when you put that jersey on, go better. But, um, mate, they'll be hurting. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's not a nice, not a nice. Brings feeling. back memories. <laughs> Brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> Seven in a row, mate. Facing the media every day. Oh my, yeah. Twenty. You gotta face it, Louis. You gotta face the music. Well, they will. Twenty three, and look, well, we can we can discuss more. So after this and into the the next hour, what, where they go from here, and we need you on oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven the Kenanta phone line to do that. Twenty three minutes past seven. Kempi's off the back fence with a bit more All Blacks after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, individual brilliance only gets you so far. It's how you bring that together as a team that defines ultimate success. And of course, that team needs to be led by a strategic mastermind or at least a charismatic leader. Farrell comes to mind. Unfortunately, New Zealand relies on the old boy network. The question has to be asked, if you work as an assistant, does that guarantee success as a head coach? Obviously not. That brings Foster to mind. What is surprising is that the Irish screamed their game plan out loud, right from the kick-go on the first test, I reckon. For some reason, the all-black coaches ignored this intelligence and relied on a player selection to get them a win. That's simply not good enough. So where to from here? For me, two options. They either go to South Africa and gamble with losing two more test matches or make the really tough decisions now. Watch this space. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, choices for polls coming up shortly, and I pretty much think it's going to have a bit of a reaction to what you've just said there, Kempi. Um, yeah, totally, totally uh, love what you just said. Bit of passion, desire, and yeah, they bought a game plan and, and got the job done. And the reaction to that, what happened on the weekend, will keep going throughout the morning. There's a, <laughs> there's a message here. They look lethargic and have for a while. A change is as good as a holiday, and Razor is a swim up bar in Bora Bora. <laughs> <laughs> Guido Who is it? Put your name yeah, to that Guido 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 oh, Come on Guido Come on down Where's Razor? Razor's bloody Bora, Bora. hot dog Hot dog and around the world somewhere <laughs> right, He's running a hot dog Hot dog stand in Sydney I heard We'll, we'll, we'll come back with more of your calls. 0800 Yeah, what they do from here. Choices for him poll coming up after this. Hey, if you're waking up this morning, Cam Smith has won the Open, by the way. Yeah, the Aussie Cam Smith has won the Open. And we're going to catch up with Sam Pinfold as Kiwi Caddy in the next hour. He just messaged said that he's in, stuck in RNA presentations at the moment. So uh, it might sober him up a little bit before we chat. Half past <laughs> seven. Choices for him yeah, poll. Good. And your calls up after this. Here's Aroha Health News for Kubota. Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand.
27 minutes away from 8am here. It is the 18th of July, 2022. Welcome to Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast, SCNZ. Uh, all throughout today, you'll hear the fallout and reaction to one of the more significant sporting events on our shores in my lifetime, at least. And your feedback on double eight double three and 0800 150 811 is, uh, well... Passionate to say the least. World Cup final, 10 to go. Take off the skipper and a backline with two fullbacks on wings, two first five eights in the midfield, and a first five eight at fullback. All that shows me panic. No game plan, no attack, no backup plan, overhaul of total coaching staff, fresh coach, and let him choose his own staff and players. Put your name to that because, well, you've picked the eyes out of it, really, and see your floor change in an instant with room view. Izzy, you've seen it. This is where I'm going. Have your choice. Go to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, the stream in the SENZ app, and vote. You tell us. Or come through on double eight double three. If you were running New Zealand rugby this morning, you woke up as Mark Robinson, and you had all of the power, and he doesn't necessarily have all of it, but imagine if you did. What would your move be? Would you give Foster and his assistants another chance in South Africa and join the rugby championship? Would you sack Foster and his assistants for Joe Schmidt? Well, I mean, we've heard Rob Carney talk about Joe Schmidt. Would you keep Foster in charge and add Joe Schmidt or someone similar like Joe Schmidt to his staff as support? Or would you go nuclear and would you try give Razor the car keys now before it's too late? You've seen it. You've had some time to mull this over, Izzy. Is there an option that stands out? Look, I, I can't see... Uh, last week I said the pressure's on the assistants. The assistants have so much pressure on this week. And there still is. There's going to even be even more now. But I just can't see Fozzie going ahead without his those assistants. So uh, if they do get rid of the assistants, I think Fozzie goes as well. And I think he will resign. So uh, if I'm going to go for something, I'd probably go for the latter and uh, give Razor. Give Razor the keys and get him in there and, and give him a chance to have a wee crack. Um... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But for me, I'd say, yeah, Grazer's been sitting in there dwindling away for the last couple of years, buying his time. He's made changes. He spoke about when he went and did that interview that he probably didn't nail it, and he's learnt a lot about himself in the last couple of years. Um, he's still there, lucky enough for us. Well, is he? We don't know. Potentially he might have gone somewhere else. We don't know what Razor's up to, but hopefully he hasn't. I'd say give Grazer, Grazer a crack. All right, Kempe, so there's Izzy. I'll just go through the options again so you can come through with your feedback. Would you give Foster and his assistants another chance? Would you sack Foster and his assistants for Joe Schmidt? Would you keep Foster in charge and bring Joe Schmidt or someone similar in, add him to the staff and keep Foster as the figurehead? Or would you go nuclear and try give Razor the car keys? And there's no, you know, the other thing here, Kempe, is there's no word. We don't know whether Razor would take the job. That's the other part of it. I mean, Oh, what he's been offered at the moment. Mm. You know what I mean? I think there's more than one... <laughs> One hat on uh, on on Razor's hat rack at the moment. And he he's got a he's got a multiple of choices. So, um, geez, those are really good questions, Louis. You know, yeah. and I like that as he gets to answer it first because it gives me a chance to have a, a think about it. I think personally that Mark Robinson is under the most pressure, not the coach. That's what I think. I think they have to go out the New Zealand Rugby Union and get the best coaching team that is on the market and put them into positions to make sure we get this team back to number one. And currently, and no one wants to say it, the assistants are not good enough. All right, You cannot say that about Fozzie, because Fozzie's been to a World Cup and won it as an assistant. 
So you have to say that the team that he's got around him is and and like I said, we knew they were coming down what they were going to deliver, and we didn't we did nothing except confirm that we weren't good enough and we weren't coached good enough. So for me, the pressure is on the CEO to make that decision to get the pe- best person in the seats to deliver a World Cup win. If he thinks that this group of um, boys, is he? This group, this coaching team is going to do that. I think listening to Artie Savir, listening to Dane Coles, mate, he's got rocks in his head. Mm, uh, look, uh, look well, I th- yeah, pl- like the pressure's on Plumtree, I feel. Like, look, you, you, I knew we were in for a hell of a battle. As soon as we get we get a more try against us, that is our heart. That is the All Blacks' heart. That is through our boys, our mana, our, our you know our our physicality. That's where it all starts. Is in the forward, and they scored a rolling more try in the first couple of minutes. I was like, oh wow, they've just gone straight through our heart and um, and just put us to the sword. So look, it's it's you're riding the money, mate. There's so much pressure on Mark Robinson. Where does he go now? Is he going to have to make the brave call? Is he going to, have to sit down and, and listen to the solutions and, and hearing Jeff Wilson talk about it, the solutions? It's all fun and things talking about them, but we've been talking about it for, for a couple of weeks now and it's, we still haven't seen any solutions. So be interesting to see where Mark Robinson goes. Sean in Auckland, we're going to get to you in just a sec. Hold right there. Uh, we've got a couple of texts for number four, people wanting to go nuclear and give Razor the car keys. Um, we need to change Foster, bring in Razor and his crew. We need to freshen ideas up. That's from Brendan. Um, Ken thinks Joe Schmidt, Leon McDonald and Dalton is a seven. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I'm curious to know where Leon McDonald is at actually in all of this. So I think it's a pretty interesting point, um, Ken, and we'll see that. New Zealand rugby have to make a couple of big calls. Joe Schmidt will be announced as director of rugby within the week. You have to get a new selection panel and somehow manage Sam Kane out of the captaincy, and that's from Paddy. Sean, you're in Auckland. What do you make of it all? Well, guys, I'll tell you what, you'll have me on a buddy uh, therapist table at the end of the day because I, one thing I've always had to hold close to my heart is, um, you, know, you know, the Warriors let me down continuously, and I'm used to that, but unfortunately the All Blacks have turned into the Warriors. So, um, you know, it's, pre- it's pretty obvious that uh, they don't like a breakdown coach because I'll put it down now. I've been a foster, uh, sorry, I've been a, uh, a Robertson fan right from the start. You know, I just I think you just got to look at what he's done at home. And then Foster's the NPC record before he was a coach was wasn't that good. He, he never went away overseas and coached like the previous assistants. And it was almost like we're just going to just hand it to the old boys club. So, you know, we we're always going to lose at some stage to you know some of these you know like Argentina. But to, to lose all of them in the space of you know basically a year and a half, um, mate, I I can't. Possibility of these guys in pitching, you know, my beloved All Blacks. Um, so yeah, I, I think we've got to we've got to go Yuki, we've got to get Robinson in, um, and just let him pick pick his side. I, I I mean, I'd like to know what Izzy thinks because I mean he's been in there. Um, you know, can they turn that around that quickly? Because I believe they can. I don't want to go through. Yeah. I don't go through watching watching this style of rugby being played. Yeah, the DNA is there. The DNA is there, uh, mate. It's it's there. It's just been. Well, tinkered with a wee bit. We've kind of just lost our way, and yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think there needs to, but there is enough time. There is time that you know we've got a hell of a lot of time before the World Cup where we can get in there and and make the necessary changes. Like the, like I said, we know how to play rugby, but right now we're just confused at how how we're playing it, and it's um, it's not a big uh, a big you know change needed, but a different voice and maybe some different direction might be the possible solution. Appreciate your call, Sean. Thanks very much for coming through, mate.
Great passion and the phone lines are open. Wayne Smith became an assistant after losing the head coaching job. Is there a way you could remodel Foster and put him back 100%. to what Kempi's saying? He's a proven, got a proven track record. Is he saying he was a wonderful assistant coach? How do you remodel this coaching staff? 0800-150-811. The phone lines are open. More from you after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. NZ. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. 14 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning, 0800 150 How do you remodel the All Blacks coaching structure or do you not? What do you do from here? Kerry from Wanganui says, hi guys, sack the coaches, bring in Joe Schmidt or Razor and Razor together, sorry. And lots of people are suggesting, can we not have Schmidt and Razor together? Put him as an assistant to take over when he's got international experience. Izzy, you know the guy and you've said for a long time he just wouldn't do it. Nah, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. And look, it's probably like the situation we're facing now. Wayne Smith, not a good head coach. Fantastic assistant coach. Ian Foster, potentially looking like he's not, not doing a great job at the head coach. Great assistant coach. Did wonders for me in, in our golden time. Uh, uh, Razor, great head coach. Real man in management. Helicopter view. Knows how to really... And uh, bring a team together and, and inspire them. Assistant coach, probably not. If I'm going to be completely honest, so I can't see that dynamic working and going through. It's uh, Fozzie's already. I mean, Razor's already said that he wants to be head coach and that's what he wants to do. And uh, we'll let him keep doing that, mate. We got Irish John on the on the phone lines. He's going to come on and talk some All Blacks, mate. Irish John from Taranaki. What do you got for us, bud? Good morning, boys. The boys box is gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, the game, mate. What an atmosphere! Yeah, yeah, very special, very special. Um, well, Louis, I thought we found a pot of gold. I said you and Friday were going down for the pot of gold, maybe. <laughs> How many points of Guinness did you get through, John? Oh, Kimpy, Jesus! <laughs> I, thank God, I fa- thank God, I failed maths at school. I didn't count him. <laughs> hey, 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 Irish John, we'll let you get back to bed, mate. But before before you head off, can you can you put it in perspective for us, for three Kiwi blokes here and, and every New Zealander that's listening, how much this series win means to you as a as a Irishman and as a rugby fan? What does this mean to you? Oh, it's it's um, like. Like uh, it's the monkey off the back, really. It's, it's, I think it highlighted a lot of stuff with sports. You know, it's like people after the match were very um, respectful, and they came up and said, "Good on you guys," and it's, he deserved it. And it, it was amazing how many people came up towards, you know, mm-hmm. approached us afterwards. It was great. That that box of tick, you know, that was really special. But the occasion itself was. But what really blew us away was everybody. Is the first half, like it was like. Wow! Like what just happened, and then, it, and then it was a case of okay, the, okay, the guy's been yellow carded, the Irish guy, okay, all back to come back now and be game over. And next it was like the Irish player with the extra man. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, can be your spot on about the league defence. You're, you're spot on. It's you. you Where's plan B and C from? The, like the, the all backs knew this was coming from way back in Chicago and Dublin and. So I think the question is for Izzy, Izzy, what's the plan for, what would the new coaches do differently with the ABs now? Like what Dick Foster can't do on his team? 
They need to look. What do they need to do? Scott McLeod, he's in there at the moment. He's running the defence, and um, at the moment they're just in all sorts. There's no real line speed. Like I've had coaches that have come through uh, the Crusaders system, and Wayne Smith was our defensive coach. Uh, he was total opposite to what um, the Irish do right now. Wayne Smith was a you know hold and push and work, you know, give your man time to come through. That kind of system is is wavered at the moment. The line speed and getting off line, putting teams under pressure because we know how good with the ball they are. So. For the All Blacks, they've got to go looking. They've got to go searching. And a guy that I know is fantastic with defence is Leon McDonald. He came to the Crusaders in 2017. He changed our thought process. He changed my mindset to have a bit more of an aggressive mindset to get off the line and put teams under pressure. So if I'm pinpointing someone that could potentially make changes there, it would be Rangi, Leon McDonald. Yeah, and uh, look, the, the the thing with aggressive defensive lines is there's one key ingredient that it, it assists the defender um, in the defending team is by taking the time away from players. That's basically what an aggressive defensive line does. It takes the time yeah. away from your very good players. So Bodie Barrett goes into a shell because he's just going, man, they're coming up. And then all of a sudden, if you watch that game on the weekend, they just started playing way back behind the advantage line. So they're getting the ball and throwing away at the back. And against the aggressive defensive line, that's exactly what you want to do because you just keep pushing forward. And, mate, I think Leon McDonald is a defensive coach. I don't care who the defensive coach is, but they need a defensive coach that understands defensive systems. And where Rugby Union is in the moment, why Leon McDonald has gone aggressive defensive systems, they've they're been the year 2000 as far as rugby league goes. So you play aggressive de- defensive systems mainly because it takes time off you, but you have to understand how to how to structure it, and they need to get someone who understands that. Alrighty, uh, Irish John, look, thank you so much for your call and your passion, and I just I'm so happy. And you're right, you know, after the game, it was almost like a sense of uh, happiness for the Irish players and watching Peter Armani um, crying on the sidelines and. and Johnny Sexton, who limped off and then sat, he crouched down on the sideline before he made it all the way off and looked back at his team and just kind of soaked the moment in. Very, very special. And as far as the line speed goes, this is what Ian Foster had to say after the game. You know, we probably weren't as bothered by line speed as what we've been before. Um, There's a few things that I think that actually we we got right, but we're just not getting enough big moments right. And, And we're certainly not getting the start right. Now, I would never expect a coach to actually give away detail and kind of the technicalities in post-match comments, but I think the word moments is kind of the least of the worries at the moment. I actually think there's a deeper problem around the schemes that they're using. Seven and a half away from eight. We've got some more text messages here. We'll finish off the coaching discussion. We'll park it. And then after eight o'clock, 0800 150 811, might shift the chat to the players a little bit more. And there's some great messages here and questions for Izzy. Seven away from eight. Back soon. Two minutes away from nine this morning. Hey, there's a great text from Jack who's made a case for Tom Coventry. Uh, it was great for the Hawks Bay, then the Chiefs, then the Blues. Where would he be in the mix? It's a good point. Not too sure there, Jack. Mark says promote Joe Schmidt to head coach. Ian Foster can go back to assistant. Or what about a co-coach? Interesting, Mark. And I think keeping mm. Fozzie in the setup is something they will try to do. Uh, Aaron wants a time for a cleaner and fresh ideas. If we keep any of the coaching current the current coaching team, we're not going to get that. It's time to give Ra- Razor the car keys and let it go. And Kerry's come back from Welling uh, from Wanganui, and this is a really interesting uh, suggestion. Hi guys, could you have Razor as a head coach with Joe Schmidt in there doing a job like Wayne Smith did? 
a bit of uh, a step away and a bit of a mentor because I believe we need both of them involved. What about that, Izzy? Mm. Yeah, you could do that. 100%. That sounds very good, I reckon. Um, both of them having a partner and probably mentoring uh, Razor into that international role. Look, we've got to be completely honest here. He hasn't coached at the international level. So, you know, they're going out on a limb here. But, mate, all the signs are uh, heading into the positive direction. And Joe Smith could definitely be a huge influence, huge part. We heard from Rob Carney. If you missed that interview with Rob Carney, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the SNZ app. And you can hear that. He spoke about what Joe, Joe Smith would bring to the... Um, bring to the fold for the All Blacks uh, team environment. He think it'd be doing wonders. So go have a listen to that. But mate, I think it'll be a great little combination. And there's another one here. I know we are talking coaches, but who is your captain after watching? I'm gonna give you my reaction afterwards. I think maybe taking the captaincy off Sammy Kane will be good for his game. I think it's stressing him out. And <laughs> it's a pretty stressful job. Um, you know, like he'll be sitting in that room blaming himself and and. Wondering what's going on. So maybe just giving it to someone else and handing the baton on. It's not showing any weakness, but maybe just helping him bring his game back. You know, coming up, we're going to talk some more All Blacks. Going to get him at cafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Monday, the 18th of July. It's just after 8 o'clock. If you've missed that last hour, uh, welcome in. Welcome in. We spoke to Rob Carney just after 7 o'clock. He's an Irish legend, played 95 tests for Ireland, and uh, he reckons Ireland's still partying, still rocking over there. <laughs> He's out for dinner. But he come on, he spoke about Joe Smith, and what would Joe Smith's influence been on the All Blacks, and what will he bring? He was coached by him for most of his career and, well, he had some great things to say about Joe Smith and also what it means to the Irish people. Go over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and have a listen to that podcast. You won't be disappointed. We've spoken to a lot of you on the Ken Artai phone line, 0800 150 811. We appreciate your calls. Passionate as always. We've got a ton of text messages through on the Temper Bedpost text machine that we're going to get through shortly. A big hour, but coming up, hopefully we're going to cross over the UK and talk to Aussie and Kiwi partnerships, Cameron Smith, Sam Pinfold, Pinners is on the bag, and that open win, the 150th open win, 20 under at Olds Course, St Andrews, Sam Pinfold, Sam Pinners is hopefully going to come on, Louis, where are we at with Pinners, is, is he still doing some some uh, RNA work and yeah, they're in, what's going on. They're deep in the uh, officials' room, <laughs> getting getting their trophy. Probably drinking out of the claret jug by now. Um, we, we he's he's in comms though. He says I want to come on and celebrate with the lads. who have been a big supporter, so we'll we'll hopefully pin him down. Um, and yeah, I just 
Well, I nearly cried this morning when I saw him wiping his tears away and hugging their team. They've got a, a big team. We'll ask him about the support network for Ken Smith because he's got a sports psychologist, he's got a physio, he's got a coach, he's got Sam, and they all work together. And during COVID, it was really hard, and they spent a lot of time on Zoom. But over the last, so they put in hard yards, and they've just won the Open, the 150th Open. It actually makes me emotional thinking about it. But um, anyway, we got, oh. we got, we got things to do. We do. We do. We've got a big hour, mate. We appreciate it. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we can get him on and have a chat to Pinners. There's a couple of questions we're going to ask, but uh, the text machine's flying. The text machine is flying at the moment, and we're going to read a couple of these. Here's one from Cookie. Not sure on Joe Smith, boys. The Irish and the world already know his game. We've seen, we've seen it in, in action over the past few years. We've got to go, Razor. The more I think about, because no one knows what he will really bring to the table. We've got to lead, not follow. That is from Cookie. He's right on the money there, Cookie. He's pretty uh, spot on there. We've got to lead and not follow, and that's what we've been doing. We've always been the leaders in the way the game's been played. Our innovation has been world-class every single time, but right now we're stuck in a bit of a rut, and that rut is catching up to us, and uh, teams are overtaking us. We're fourth in the world. We could be dipping even more, so... Pretty crazy times, but a big out ahead, Louis. I'm looking forward to ripping in. you got a few uh, questions there you yeah. want to throw out? No, I do. I, I want to hear from you on 0800 around captaincy and on-field leadership. A couple of examples for me, um, Kempi, and, and look, Artie Savia played the game of his life, but the two times the All Blacks scored and put pressure back on Ireland in that second half, the direct play or f- sequence of play afterwards, Aaron Smith came around the back of the ruck and gave away that penalty, which allowed Johnny Sexton to have a shot at goal. Um, and then Artie Savia came around the back of the ruck when they're on the five-metre line after Will Jordan's try, and they scored that rolling ball try off the back of that. And they are two of your leaders on the field. So what I'm seeing is not just Sam Kane and a golf and on-field leadership from the captain. I think they're all discombobulated together, which says that the, the mix isn't right and calm heads aren't prevailing. So I want to hear from you on 800 as well as the coaching set-up. How would you restructure the on-field leadership setup, and does that mean moving the captaincy? And, and Kempi, from a coaching perspective, how would you and can you, what techniques and tactics can you use to rework that? You know what people talk about when you say you're losing the shed? The, it's not losing the losing the changing rooms. It's basically the, you're, you're, you're not operating at full confidence, you know what I mean? So when you've got a captain who's been replaced, I don't think Sammy needed to be replaced, and you've got those decisions that you said that, Aaron Smith and Artie have made like what does Artie do? The ball's popped out the back and he he goes through and picks it up. Like I thought that was a fifty fifty call. Um, but what you what you get is in amongst all the stuff we're talking about coaching and stuff like that, then you get the captaincy with Sam Kane that has always been considered the captain. You, you know, got to give him a fair crack at it. Um, you get all this all this lack of confidence going on, and it needs to be sorted out. Personally, I think what's going to happen is today Robinson's going to call a review. I think Shag, Ted and um, Wayne Smith are going to be called back into the room with Grant Fox and they're going to work through this with the current all-black structure. I think that's the that's the common sense move um, from the CEO is he puts a team together uh, on a review and they'll, they'll name it, they'll call it the, the Irish review. Um, we need to sort it out and then they'll come up with a structure that needs to change right at the top. And I think once you, once you, once you sort through that, the captaincy becomes part of that that question. Who is your captain? Mm. Yeah, I, I actually, there's been a few questions come through about the players, and, and I, I actually don't think this is a player uh, problem. I don't think this is a depth problem. We've got quality players, mate. You go through that team; they're all 
classy rugby players and they know how to play the game and, and that team could be anyone on their day. This is more, like you've just said, Kempe, this is the backroom, this is the understanding of where the game plan's going. We've got the quality there, but I just don't think the direction. Look, I've, I've, I've spoken about lots. I just think the pressure is in the backroom and, and the assistants at the moment that they've got in there haven't done a great job. They haven't given them the tools necessary to go out there and perform to the All Blacks standard, to the way that we uh, traditionally see the All Blacks plan. And uh, that's where I think changes will be made and um, be interesting to see where they go. But they, like you said, there's going to be a huge week, big week of meetings starting today. Today they start. And a little bit of transparency would go a long way with the rugby public at the moment. There's a lot of, there's a lot of tension, Kempe. Remember what they we, said? We went to that, didn't we? We went to that. Like, we sat there, Izzy. We sat there. Like, and I thought, mate, this is going to be a long day. But the first thing that came out was we want to be more accessible. We want to take risks. Yeah. We want to take risks. We want to be more accessible. And when they called the can, the kick to can that, that media conference, I was like, well, you can't be more more accessible when you're canning um Mm. Uh, media conferences. So. so as well as taking risks and being bold, they need to be transparent and they need to respect the rugby public of New Zealand. So there's been lots of texts, as you pointed out, Izzy, about Aaron Smith, Cody Taylor, for a couple, a couple, for example, questioning the players. But Izzy's addressed that, so we can we can just... Well, there's so much to get through here, so bear with us. A couple of messages around Leon McDonald needs to be involved with Razor and Joe Schmidt. Now, that's not the first time that's come through this morning, and I think you're, you're kind of starting to get towards an innovative coaching group that would be able to do great things with a mix of experience. Joey's in Auckland. What do you think, mate? What have you got for us? Yeah, g'day, boys. Yeah, look, the first thing you know comes out in, in my mind is, is when the coach turns around and says at a press conference, look, we want to talk about the test match. We're not talking about um, my job. Well, look, you, to, to stop the press having a go at you or whatever, you've got to turn, turn around straight away and say, of course my job's on the line. If we're losing yeah. test matches, my job's on the line and so are some of the players. And it's not, it's not all... All on on Foster. I mean, guys like Broden, Bowden Barrett haven't haven't really, for me, he's been a fantastic player, but he hasn't really turned up the last couple of tests. And, and guys like him should get on and say, hey, look, it, it is the players as well. You know, you, you notice that the, the Irish got two intercepts from from um, uh, the halfback, um, our halfback Aaron Smith passing the ball because they read that he was trying to go wide, which is a good idea to try to get the ball wider to get them, you know, but you've got to vary that. So they picked that up and got two intercepts and got the ball back. And then when we were down to, they were down to 14 men, what did we do? We kicked the ball away. So that gives them two minutes probably to hang on to the football out of the 10 minutes the guys in the bin. And, and they, that's what they did. They hung on to the ball. Now, now, don't get me wrong. The Irish played very, very well and they deserved to win the series. No two ways about that. Um, but when you've got guys like... Uh, and I'm not, I'm not knocking Cam Kane at all, but he is not at the moment the best number seven in New Zealand. We all know that. He knows that. He should possibly stand up and say, hey, boys, I don't want to be captain. I want to concentrate on my game, and, and I want to hand over the captaincy to someone else. Now, and, and that gets a lot of pressure off, off everybody. But at the moment, they're, they're not being transparent at all. Not at all. I like that, Louis. Uh, Joey, absolute passion. I, I touched on that just before we went to the break. Uh, Sammy Kane, I think, mate, just passing the baton on, giving it to someone else who I think Sam Whitelock would be a perfect guy to give him the reins and, and take the leadership. I think he'll do wonders for his game. At the moment, he is stressed out. He's got so much on his plate, and he's losing uh, his ability to play the game. And, and for the latter, for the wide pass, look, I think 
my, my personal view, those those players are doing that because they've been coached to do that. They've been coached to hit that wide uh, that wide position. Aerosmith's been told we want to play wide, we want to hit that third defender. It worked in the first test, and I spoke about the second test when we did it. They made adapt, they adapted to it, Ireland. We needed a plan B. Well, I didn't see plan B again. So what are they doing during the week to, to nullify that and to give them different options because they saw what Ireland did. Ireland read it because they knew they'd go there again. So at the moment, they're getting coached to do that. They're getting coached. only reason I can see them kicking around halfway is, is the coach is saying, get it, get it down there or make it a 50-50 contest. If we don't get to halfway, let's kick it. I've been coached by teams. When when you're playing and you're on counter-attack, if you don't make it to the 40 or halfway, kick it. Get us out of our own zone. Put the pressure back on them. So... This is a player, um, obviously player take a lot of um, accountability for, for what's been played out there, but they are getting coached and they're getting told uh, what they need to do in certain positions. Mm. Uh, a couple of points here. Um, Quinn's come through and he seems to think that, or Jeff Wilson mentioned that it was a scheduling error as Foster and Kane had to facilitate the press after the game. Yeah, Quinn, interesting. As far as my experience, they have always wrapped with a press conference at the end of a series. Uh, whether that's a Sunday or what have you. I don't think that was unusual, and I think the press was expecting that. The kicking is a really interesting one, Izzy. Uh, you did a lot of kicking. You were used as a weapon like Geordie Barrett is from fullback. I think that New Zealand, rugby in New Zealand has actually kicked, po- we've kicked poorly with a variation of teams for a couple of years now. Mm. Um, I think for a long time we were a counter-attacking national team and we used to try and play with the ball in hand and now we might be stuck in two minds about where we want to be playing on the field. Did you, does that resonate with you? Are you kind of picking up like it's just been a bit off? Yeah, look, kicking is a huge part of the game. You can't just run everything. Like You, you run it from your own end, you're going to get punished, you're going to get turned over and you're going to be put under so much pressure. Pushing, pr- uh, kicking is a huge part of the game, it's, but it's the way we're kicking. At the moment, we're kicking it too long. Opposition teams are great in the air, so they're getting up, they're getting the ball back. And Kim, you spoke about it before with the line, uh, with the rush defence. Another way to nullify that too is just a little dink over. You know, when that defence is rushing out of line, put a little chip kick over, make them turn around. You know, when you're going forward, it takes them another three seconds to turn around and go backwards. That's another way to do it. But at the moment, you, you're right, uh, Louis, like the kicking hasn't been on the money. We're kicking it too long. We're giving, gifting the ball back. We're not putting them under pressure. Like it's, done, it's worked for us wonders over the last couple of years. But at the moment, we're just not kicking well enough. And it's just feeding the beast, which is the island's beast, of holding on to the ball and building pressure. Kempi, there's one here for you. Uh, that review is meant to happen after we lost to France. If we don't get Razor and we're going to keep flogging a dead horse, moving the existing coaches, coaching pieces around won't be a future-focused move. That's from Nick P. Yeah, look, what I'll say about a review is a review is a really good thing to do um, post any series, okay? So what, if we don't review it and we don't work through like SWOT analysis and work out what needs to strengthen and what our weaknesses are, then we're actually not moving forward at all. But but it's not the review that is the is the um, most important thing. Is the action to come out of the back of the review when things need to change. Now, I, I love our listeners and especially those ones that ring in and all of our texts that come on here. Everyone can see it. That's my point. Everyone can see what's going on. They've seen it from a long time ago because they got a chance to play Ireland up there last year. So we didn't see any changes. The review needs to identify that and find a way forward. And Mark Robinson needs to say, I need to make these decisions because we're going to a World Cup. That's why it's good to have a review. Do it right now, this week. Don't wait. Do it now. Yeah. 
Kempi, the writing's been on the wall. You can actually trace it back. Um, we lost to Argentina. You could trace it back to the World Cup semi-final, and there was a coaching change there, but it wasn't necessarily a reset. Is there a message here? We have stagnated since 2017 in the World Cup <laughs> at the when the world caught up. I believe this coincided with Wayne Smith and his innovation. Is he? How did the combination of coaches' strengths and weaknesses work in your time? That's JJ, and you have spoken about this a lot. But an innovator as a coach, not necessarily a head coach, but someone like a Tony Brown or a Wayne Smith to come into a, a, a unit and add something different. How crucial is that to keep the players fresh? Oh, mate, it's, it, it does wonders for you. As, as a player, like when when, uh, when Leon McDonald came to the Crusaders, mate, it was so refreshing because I've done the same thing. I've done the same thing defensively, attack. Everything was the same for like, I don't know, eight or nine years. So when you get someone that comes in and he makes you think, gets the brain moving and gets you, and then you start asking questions. Why? How does that work? What? Why is that going to work? And then you go out and you do it, and it works. And you're like, wow, that's that's why it works because you know he's seen something. He's innovative. So, mate, it's refreshing. And at the moment, there's look honestly, there has been some faces in, in that team that that's been in there for a very very long time, very long time, and they are wonderful people. I've got a lot of time for them. But you know, some new faces, some new voices, some new ideas could do the All Blacks absolute wonders at the moment. Um, you know, someone that brings in different thought processes. We, we, we need to keep innovating. We need to keep innovating. We need to keep looking forward to to give New Zealand, because as a past player, as a past player, and, and I know there'll be plenty of past All Blacks out there that have, you know, put in a ton of effort, a ton of blood and sweat, 1,200 of them, in fact, over 100 years of history. Seeing what's uh, been displayed at the moment, they'll be heartbroken. They'll be heartbroken, you know. Like a hundred years, we've lost, uh, never lost to Ireland, and then we go out there in 2016. We we gift that yet one. We can deal with one, but at the moment, man, they're pulling the wool over us. Argentina never lost them. We're going to go to uh, on the India tour at the end of the year. We're going to play Scotland. We're going to play Wales. We've never lost them. You know, is that going to? Uh, if that happens, what do we do there? Like we just. We're making these opposition teams believe, and they're getting that belief back. Whereas gone before, these teams were nervous. These teams were like, "Wow, what are we going to face here?" You know, they went in with that doubt in their mind. At the moment, they're going with confidence that they can beat the All Blacks on any day, and I don't like that. <laughs> no, neither do we. Is he? Uh, the All Blacks have lost five of their last nine tests, guys, including three wins against Italy, USA, and Wales B. So when you strip it back, it is really uh, not a great look. Ian Foster has won, has lost seven of his, I think, twenty-one tests in charge. Um, a couple of messages very quickly before we come head off and come back with uh, Paul Mwari, the TAB. Would Razor even want the job at this stage? Could be a poison chalice, GD. It's a very good question, GD. Would you, Kempi? Would you you, you take the job right now? Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's a coaching mate. I'm you know, yeah. I'm not gonna not gonna candy coat it. The coaches aren't good enough. Well, hold on, not you personally, like Baz. No, no, right? no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. I'll take the All Black coaches' job. No, no. I'm no, not that, talk, that's what about I was Razor. asking. Because you're a coach. You're a coach. You've been a coach, Kempi. So I'd say, like, so from what a, you're seeing at the moment, would you take this job on 100%. and be proud and, and excited to to maybe? I'll tell you one thing. I do it. know is defensive structures, and they've and and what I'm seeing in the All Black side is they haven't got a coach in there that understands defensive structures. It's, 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 mate, it's smacking them in the face. 
Jim from Tamuka says, congrats to Iowa on playing five tough games and showing us how to play in our own game against us with speed and accuracy. All Blacks need a change. Their game is not working. I don't enjoy having to send negative texts about my beloved All Blacks because you win some, you lose some. But that first 40 was embarrassing. Jim, you won't be the only person feeling that today. Our kicking game has been off since the last Lions series. We will never beat the Northern teams by kicking back to them. Their kicking game is way better than ours, and they know this. John, it was bizarre in the first half. It looked like the Irish Irish were the All Blacks, and the All Blacks were a Northern Team. We should go for Eddie Jones as coach. He seems to be a good fix-it coach. <laughs> Cheers, Martin. Ah, now you're having us Don't on. Start. 22 <laughs> minutes past eight. Here with Kim as we Great. So say it to my face. Come over here and say it. Great savings every day. More of your texts and calls after this for Paul Mwari. 27 and a bit past 8 o'clock. We'll get a TAB update at some stage this hour. Kempe, you've taken a poison chalice before. Surely you've learned from it, champ. Of course, mate. That's why I'm on the radio now, son. That's why I'm on the radio now. <laughs> All right? I'm just giving out opinions instead of coaching them and making things worse. Unknown texter. Put your name on it. Come on, son. Put your name on it. It wasn't Tim from Christchurch because we know exactly who he is. A good is that son. Lucas? <laughs> Was it? I think he yeah. would have left his name. I think yeah. I know who it was. Hey, Tim, what do you got for us on the ABs? Oh, mate, like when you talk about the poison chalice, um, we don't have to look too far to have a look at somebody who, uh, if you look at Ray's that being that man manager who can just turn people's psyche around and, and make them play out of their skins, and that's what he did after he took over from Todd Blackadder at the Crusaders. But you don't have to look too far to see where, you know, there was a team with heaps of talent that was doing absolutely rubbish, had won one game in 17, they changed the coach, they changed the captain to a more aggressive, attacking, positive mindset, and England have won four in a row now. <laughs> Are you suggesting baseball? No, nah, I'm just saying, like, you know, get somebody, you yeah. know, make a change. They have to make a change because we have been flogging the same rubbish game plan ever since the 2019 <laughs> World Cup. Nothing's changed. They keep saying they're going to review it, and they've learnt their lessons. But they haven't. They're not doing anything different. So, yeah. hey, I just want to—I just want to say, Tim and Izzy, this is a question for you. Like, and this isn't pitching rugby league against rugby union. Okay, so I'm not having a crack at rugby union. But there's a there is an issue in New Zealand where rugby league is not allowed into high schools. Um, it's we've got the NRL. We've got Razor going over and spending time with Melbourne. Remember, you've got the purple. Mm. Um, mm. Um, Theme, theme, theme that you use. You use a rugby league theme. Is there an issue? And this is that's going to it's hurting the All Blacks, where they think we well we can't we can't have a rugby league defensive coach to help us. Nah, nah, nah. Do you think no, no way? Then, nah, nah, then they. Sh- nah. I'm telling you now on the review, they they need to get someone. They yeah. need to get someone. Look, well, well, Craig's come over. He's come over when I Craig Bellamy and. Um, Frank Panisi, I think it was, that come over in the back room and, and spent some time with the All Blacks in 2016. So uh, who else was? Someone's come in. I can't remember his name. He slipped me. But we had a league coach come in 2015, and we did some league drills. We did some grappling, some tackling. It was awesome, awesome work. Like just that little bit of detail, because that's what they do really well, the leagueies, man. Defensively, they are classy. They're a step above uh, Kiwis, um, not Kiwis, but, but rugby players, mate. Defensively, so I, I think it'll do wonders, Kempi. If they do get a league coach to come through, who would that coach be? Who, in your eyes, you feel like would be a good fit? To Mate, come get into Bellamy. The All Blacks round. Get, get, get Bellamy. You know, look, if he's already got a relationship with the All Blacks, get him in the off season. Ask, ask mm. him to do the. Con- I'll tell you what they'll do really well, Izzy, is to sit down with Bellyache and get him to explain what a rush defence system is. 
and how you beat it because they do it every week. You know what I mean? They'll they'll give it they'll give you insights that you just never thought about, and you can see that. You know, I can see that when I'm watching the. Uh, Andy Farrell using a, um, a rush defence, you know, and you're sitting there going, boys, you're falling for the illusion. Maybe we get Billy Slater in there, the kid. <laughs> Fast eight this morning, a couple of text messages with so many stacking up. Um, Morena, boys, I was staying at the Ohopi Motor Camp, great spot, by the way, on the weekend. The game was on the TV room full of 10 and 11-year-olds. Not one of those kids wanted the ABs to win. Foster hasn't just lost the dressing room, he has lost the country. Cheers, um, Denny and Gizzy and look it's an interesting point because this is where I say that this is a really important week not just for what they decide to do but how they actually go about it and cancelling not press conferences and understanding that transparency is key and treating your supporters and the yardstick which is you with respect will be so crucial to how we perceive the All Blacks moving forward and uh, like I, I say that as a heartfelt New Zealander. Like I want them to do this the right way, and, and I think that that text there is really disturbing, to be honest. And yeah, is he? That hurts, Louis. Yeah, man. That hurts. Yeah, like this is our young generation, our young kids that are potentially switching off. And mate, I can handle a loss, just I can handle a loss, just. But when you when you're actually doing things that's affecting the All Blacks brand, like shying away from media which is a part of every sporting industry. You know, you look at teams out there, that they have to do it. they got to do it. It's part of their job. The media obviously asks the hard questions, and we accept that, but it's a big part of it. So for them to go out and cancel and then, they, I don't know, have they come out with an excuse saying why they cancelled it, Louis? Oh, yeah, l- logistics and breakdown and comms and all that sort of thing. <sighs> so, look, hey, uh, Nick Nick from Dunedin, stay there, man. We've got to get off to the news about Aroha for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand, and we'll get to more of your texts. Nick, please hold the line, and if you want to call, do so. 0800 150 811. Here's Aroha. <laughs> CNZ, we are 26 away from nine, so we'll try to track down Sam Pinfold. Him and Cam Smith are, are busy with the RNA, so look, if we don't get him today, we'll get him tomorrow when we can understand that um, he's in. The, he's got his phone in a box and he's locked in. Our choice is for him, poll results in a second, but Nick, you're in Dunners. What do you have for us, brother? How you going, boys? Morning, Nick. I understand that, no, you know, very disappointing, but I see Robinson's come out. And made a statement, you know, it's going to be a review. But these guys got reviewed six months ago. So what's <laughs> so what's what's going to happen in this review? And who's who's actually in place in camp to do the review? Do the review inside the All Blacks itself? That's a good yeah, question. No, you, you, mm. Is he? Who, who would be? Yeah, look, mate. Well, the board, well, I guess. Have to be the, yeah, the board. Hundred percent. It'd have to be the board. Whether um, Ted Henry comes back, no, nah, he's pretty busy with the the Black Ferns and a lot of lot of um, quality in in that outfit in that coaching round, mate. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Mark Robinson's going to have to make some big tough calls this week, and you did right. They made the review, they entrusted Fozzie and Co to go forward, but I heard something before this. I heard that maybe potentially this was a line in the sand um, series for the All Blacks coaching, and, and maybe the, I think the assistance that if things didn't go right that they were going to have to ask questions. And, well, we've seen it. Ireland have won their first series in New Zealand. That was the first time we've lost back-to-back since 1998. And then you saw what happened the following year. Went to the World Cup in 99 and came fourth. So maybe we have to learn from our past results. 
Appreciate your call, Nick. Love to hear from you. Um, that was great stuff and it is thought, very thought-provoking. More texts coming in. Uh, well, look, how about we have Jace Ryan, Liam McDonald, Tony Brown. These are just some names that are being thrown around. Dino, you're not the first person there this morning. Um, I guess that's where they go. How they get the mix right, Kempi, will be very important. Now, our Choices Flooring poll today was all about coaching and where we could go. I asked you, if you were running NZR, what would your move be? Would you give Foster and his assistants another chance? Unsurprisingly, that has returned the lowest vote on the poll. Would you sack Foster and uh, completely for bring Joe Schmidt and let him come in? That's the second favourite option. Third favourite, keep Foster in charge and add Joe Schmidt into the coaching group. But our choices for him poll today, we have had your choice in the SCNZ app. Quite clearly, hands and heels, go nuclear and try give Razor the car keys and see if he takes it up. Kempi, are you surprised that's where people are going? No, not at all. I think everyone's looking for some answers. I, I, including the review team, I'd be looking for the, I'd be looking for um, answers out of the back end of this Irish test. Now, lots of people texting in um, with their ideas around. Yeah, you know, obviously the, the the common ones are, are Joe Smith, Razor, Leon McDonald. Um, look, I think Shag will probably get a phone call to come back and sort of help out. Uh, in the review, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Ted again. But didn't wasn't it Ted that set up Fozzie in this group? You know, like I don't know, I don't know where Mark Robinson goes from here. But he needs to put a good group together to, to iron this all out and get them moving again. Yeah, I think we need a neutral perspective, uh, Kempi. I think Steve he obviously passed the baton down to to Fozzie as well. So maybe just go out on them, get a neutral perspective, come in and in the review. Someone standing in the middle that's got no connection to either side and just say it how it is. I think that's probably the direction that I'd hope for them to go. Um, Here's a name, is he? Who that is. Here's a name with who's got extreme rugby intellect and IP, who's had been disconnected from New Zealand for a while now. Robbie Deans. What yep. about what about a guy like Robbie Deans who has seen international players of different calibre come through Japan? He's won five top league titles, I think, over there. He's had a bit of separation. I don't know. I don't know. That's just it's come to my head. I mean, I don't who, know if he has the relationship with NZR after what went on. Back but you in know, the day. like, is, is that a good yeah. thing? Like, is it time that, yeah. they, that there needs to be like a bit more critical? Like, they, mm. anyway. they need someone. They do. Yeah, they need someone to come off neutral. TAB.co.nz is where we've had... Uh, Paulie, you'll love this. We've had suggestions this morning from a number of texters. Can we get a market up for for the next coach? Now, I know you can't do novelty markets <laughs> with the um, legislation currently, so hopefully we can get on to your mate, Kieran McAnulty, fix that up and uh, get this novelty market up, eh? <laughs> that would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. Yes, we just need a piece of paper signed first, so... Uh, <laughs> happens if that happens it'd be a great day uh, and we'd have all sorts of markets out there for you to get on but this is a very very serious time uh, fellas uh, <laughs> what happened on the weekend um so oh, i've just put together a little uh a little speech dearly beloved we gathered here today to commemorate the passing of the all black aura cause of death was a lethal bout of the green plague otherwise known as kakariki Airangi. A group of physicians led by Dr. Foster were unable to resuscitate the patient and the time of death has been recorded at approximately 8.35pm Saturday, 16 July 2022 at the Tinney House, Wellington, New Zealand. Amen. Amen. so good. Well done, Paulie Moati. We've actually managed to get to 20 to 9 today before coming across like a funeral and you've come in and just... <laughs> 
<laughs> Delivered. Literally. You, the postman. The precision. You've ended the show. <laughs> All right, Paul. We're well, not even going to talk about odds. Uh, everyone had a fill up this morning on Cam Smith, mate. You would have loved that. Um, him and, and now just just watch out for Mr. Pinfold's TAB account because he's going to he's going to come for you. So that's all I'd say. Oh, have it. Cam Smith. Wow, we he got out to fifty one dollars during no! the uh, tournament. Out to fifty one dollars. There are a number of punters who jumped on as well. A uh, one punter oh. jumped on before the tournament started. Put a thousand dollars on Cam Smith at twenty three dollars to win. Uh, that was the that was the biggest win off of Cam Smith. But yeah, got out to fifty one during the tournament, um, and I thought it was going to be an Irish Irish double. The Irish rugby team winning and Rory McIlroy winning no. the Open, uh, but it just it didn't quite happen. But those who got on Cam Smith are very very happy today. Yeah, the Anzac boys weren't going to let it happen, Paulie. Download the TAB app today and go uh, get involved there. Have a look at those odds. Traded at 51s, 1,000 on at 21s. Well done. And Lee on double eight, double three. Hey, boys, I didn't know Justin Morgan was the defensive coach for the All Blacks. <laughs> Your level of pith and sarcasm has he reached new levels today at 19 away from nine. Thank you, Paulie. There's a few. <laughs> the commiserations. Wow. Eight, <laughs> 18, 18 away from that nine. that bad? We'll be, we'll be back to continue, <laughs> continue on the procession after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. 13 away from 9am this morning. Absolutely loved all your uh, correspondence throughout the day. Texts and calls. You've been wonderful on the show. And uh, hopefully we can t- track down Sam Pinfold tomorrow. He's just still tied up with the RNA after winning the Open. New Zealand caddy on the bag for Cam Smith. Be proud of that today. Let's get through some text, boys, and do our best to get to them all because so much passion, it'd be shame to leave them on the board. Beautiful karakia, Paul. I'll do another one at midday before Kai. RIP, a beloved AB. That's from Cameron. We need an independent board to choose the next coach. Otherwise, we'll just get the same thing, same old boys looking after each other. And is he... You and me and Kempi have already tried to figure out who could who it could be, but mm. maybe more outside the box, the better. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. I think it's just it's got to be someone that has no connection to either side, either party, and just understands um, environments, high performing environments, understand what environments need, uh, whether they come from a business sector or, or, or sporting sector, whatever. Just someone that's that, that could go in there and, and just have a real honest review. And uh, hopefully they can go down that line. And just on that previous question, uh, text message our beloved All Blacks, rest in peace. I think our All Blacks fans, this is the only time I'm going to um, <laughs> put them in the same sentence, need to take a leaf out of the Warriors fans. Keep the faith. Mm. Keep the faith. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Keep the faith. <laughs> we'll be right. We'll be right, Louie. <laughs> Jeez, you cracked me up. Mudgee, when I was saying Robbie Deans, I'm I'm talking about that son, not a coach. Don't get me wrong, not a coach. I think Razor is the right man for the job with a mix of John Schmidt somehow. Joe Schmidt somehow. Will Jordan is by far the best fullback we have. If you're going to play him out of position, it should be Geordie. He has to be there for kickings to put him on the wing and wheel Jordan to fullbacks from Jared. Interesting, Jared. And lots of people have come through today. Uh, There's some texts here from a wee bit earlier on about the positional changes that was going on and 
Here we go. Maureen Aled. Selection sub-question for Izzy. Foster's use of the bench needs to be questioned as well. What was the point of picking a number 23 in RTS who could only, who they only would play in one position at 12? And then we put him on the field. We didn't replace Harvili. So Harvili went to centre, which he has never started a game at any level, as far as we know. Mm. Then Moonga took the field and Foster took off Reese, moved Bowden Barrett to fullback, Geordie to the left wing, and Jordan to the right. Does Foster genuinely think Geordie Barrett is a better winger than Sevu Reese? Um, panic is he? We, 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 how do you explain it? Oh, yeah, just looking for something probably. Just just going off on a limb and just looking for something different because what was out there wasn't working. So trying distant combinations and with um with uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek going to number twenty three, you need a midfielder there. But what I saw during the week as well was he's do, he was doing a lot of high ball work. And the only reason you're going to do high ball work is if you're covering wing and you're covering in the outside back. So. Whether he did have some opportunities to have some reps playing in the out in the wing or playing at fullback, only from what I saw on the social media side, I probably get a give me an inkling that he was probably covering the outside. So that's the only reason I can see them going down that track. But why they made those many changes, mate? They're just looking for something. They're just trying to find something yeah. to get them back into this game, and they're just clutching. Subak Shelford to sort the mess out. That's from Pete. Yeah, I mean, he's from a different era, I guess, but he's he's got an opinion that has heard. He's, um, you've got Michael Jones mm. that's involved with New Zealand rugby as well. I'm um, so Michael Jones. Uh, here's one for you, Kempe. Only got to look at the NRL to see how not many very good assistant coaches go on to be successful head coaches. I think there is still something in our coaches having coached internationally beforehand. Also, if we bring in change now, what if that doesn't work? Does that set a precedent to change again in a short amount of time from Chris? And that is exactly the question that Robbo and NZR will have to be working at. They do with the World Cup just around the corner. They, they, if they're going to make change, they need to make it immediately. They can't wait um, to... Well... Have a listen, have a have a look if they lose the, this northern um, tour. You know what I mean? Before they go in the World Cup, man, the, the country will be in turmoil. So I think I think those decisions have to be made now. The whole coaching team selection was flawed initially. They had to come with their own team. Just wrong. It created factions, and not many of the best coaches run either teams and wouldn't work with Foster. Dumb from New Zealand rugby, and we spoke about this last week. Razor having to bring his crew and Fozzie his crew meant there could be no crossover and all of a sudden Tony Brown and Leon couldn't be involved and I'm pretty sure it was them. I think it was them that were in uh, Razor's side. So that's an interesting... What about Don Tricker? There's a name. Yeah. Yeah, Don Tricker could... Yeah, he's over He He was a high-performing... Um, he was a part of the outfit for a long time. He went over and did the Padres, didn't he? He went over and did mm. baseball. Um, get him back, mate. Yeah, could be, could be a good call. He's good fish out there, Kimpy. Mm. Mm. Um, will Fist Foster go? Will he stay? What will they do to keep the wolves at bay? The circling clouds are somewhat grey, but I'd rather give a hip hip hooray for tomorrow. It's SCNZ's birthday. Big aroha from Tim the teacher. That's a, not, it's, I didn't just come up with it, by the way. It was a poem absolutely sent through. We are eight minutes away from nine. Uh, I appreciate all of your messages today. Uh, if we haven't got to them, we will try. We'll leave them here tomorrow, and we will continue to go through this, especially on the other sport, the Warriors. Goose has said, bring back Don Tricker, the old Black Sox coach. He's come through. He's, he's read your mind, which I appreciate. Let's talk to Smithy after this, because he was on the sideline, and he interviewed John Plumtree at halftime. And when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.